Hi, and welcome everyone to Whole Soul School and Foundation's Mind, Body, Spirit podcast series. I'm Marie Moeller, and I'm an author, intuitive, and a co-founder of Whole Soul School and Foundation. I want to remind our listeners that here at Whole Soul School and Foundation, our mission is to educate, enrich, integrate, and liberate the heart and soul and people worldwide. We also support projects and products that are specifically designed to educate and inspire people whose lives have been impacted by incarceration. Joining us today is Kate Fryman Fox, who is the founder of Authentic Connections, a personal matchmaking service here in North Carolina. She is also a clinical psychologist who worked in the federal prison system for 26 years and who is a colleague of Lacey. Frazier, who our listeners know is a co-founder of Whole Soul School and Foundation. So I'm very excited to have Kate joining us today. Welcome, Kate. Well, thank you, Marie. It's great to be here. I'm excited. You know, we have many themes and topics that we talk about here at Whole Soul School and Foundation. Last year in 2019, we focused a lot on the hero's journey, which is a journey of personal growth and self-discovery and personal transformation. And I think a lot of what you do, and I want to hear more about your personal, like your story of what led you in your life's journey, right? Because we're all on a journey. What led you in your career and then to create authentic connections. But I think it ties right into that hero's journey because we are all discovering ourselves. And we, deep down, we want to live a greater authenticity and fulfillment and happiness. Everybody does. Everybody wants that. So why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about your your story, your journey, and what led you ultimately to create Authentic Connections? Well, like you mentioned, I was in in working in the prison as a psychologist for 26 years. And um, when I retired, I really, I spent I knew retirement was coming up there was a certain point in which that's it you can't stay there any longer and so I was searching for what the next thing would be and in talking to people around me I was I just listened to people you know and um, a lot of them were telling me their stories about uh, looking for love and going online and meeting people for dates and I just thought it seemed a little bit crazy you know how how distrustful the whole system led people to be when they met each other and i and i just felt that it's really to start off that way makes finding love that much more challenging so i felt like i could help people and and it was just that simple like oh i think i could help people you know just meet each other and i do think having that intermediary really really makes people feel a lot more comfortable when they meet a new person. So, um, and also when I got talking to people about doing it, it just, it got me really excited. And I felt like that is like my mission, my calling to help people find authentic love, you know, in the world. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful service. And that's a big point that you bring up because, you know, it can be a daunting experience when you're, you know, with online dating or, you know, in the journey to find those authentic connections with people and to find yeah. somebody that you can trust that can walk with you in that process and yeah. kind of remove some of the fear 
and and create a positive experience for people i'd imagine that that has been very rewarding oh absolutely i think you know when people really do find someone they they connect with like that i i'm just like i, I just it, it, there's a lot of um false starts let's put it that way because people do need to meet a lot of people before they yes. find the right one typically yeah. and so that it can be a long time between rewards you know but when somebody really finds love it's it really you know just it it's everything so and i'm sure the experiences though for some of your clients and the people that you meet right like for some people maybe there is an instant connection yes and for other people it is more of the journey and while some of us might think with a service you know the matchmaking service and the way people connect through your business right there you might think it's to meet someone else but sometimes it's a process of really meeting yourself right yes. like really getting to know who you are yes and i mean because you talked about the hero's journey as being a theme from last year i think that that's a big part of it is you the hero has to go off by themselves you know, sometimes the discovery, I had this one client who he, um, and he's allowed me to talk about his, his um, story, but he had lost himself in his marriage. You know, he didn't even know what he liked to do because he would just do whatever his wife wanted to do. And he divorced and that, that development as he found himself again, was really um, breathtaking. I mean, he was really, Right. He found out things he loved to do and he got, he ended up getting married eventually. So, um, to somebody who, you know, he brings, he's smiling, you know, and I love to see that and, um, and him having found himself. And so I think sometimes, you know, people don't always want to hear that, that, that you need to do your own work. You need to go and, and connect with yourself to some extent that you're not always going to find the answer in another person but that's part of my job i think is helping people recognize the you know the also the limitations of relationship that it's not going to fix everything right because you bring you with you wherever you are right right, right exactly so um, and people have sometimes said, you know, I, I realize I'm not ready for a relationship. There's some pieces I need to work on. And then, of course, I help them find the right person to, to help them work on that. Um, and it, for, it's different for different people, what they're needing. But Yeah. Is that some of what you do? So not only do you help the matchmaking process, but do you do some relationship coaching sessions with your clients? Yes. Now, now, typically I don't do a lot once they found each other. I don't necessarily coach that relationship because I know, I know both of them and that's just, you know, yes. that, and that's a, another kind of business. And I have some great referrals for that if people yes. want some work. But I, I think what I'm dealing with mostly is what, what's going on with you. And it's off, it's often a pattern that they've gotten into in terms of something that prevents them from meeting people because I'm at that point, I'm working with people at that point where they're, they're trying to meet people. Right. And, um, I still have so many people who meet someone absolutely wonderful and I'm like, yay, yay. And, and they're putting the brakes on. They're the ones, you know, um, 
who are really scared maybe, or they've got things in their head that they yeah. tell themselves like, oh, I couldn't possibly be involved with somebody who, a big one is like height. Wow. <laughs> and I just, it, it really drives me crazy when a lot of women will say they can't envision themselves as someone shorter than they are or, or yeah. their same height or something like that. It's, it's so amazing the conditioning we have that creates these categories for acceptance or rejection. Right. That can be so pervasive in our lives, not just with dating, but with so many things where we actually block the good that's trying to find us. Right. So something I talk about sometimes is how do you feel with this person versus how, like, how do you want to feel when you're in this, in this relationship? Right. Like that to me is a more interesting question than, okay, um, how much money should this person make? How, how tall should they be? Um, what color hair? Some people have even told me they right. can't date a redhead or they must date a redhead. It's really, it's, it gets that crazy sometimes. And right. it's just things they've been told and they don't question the veracity of that. And Right. And that's so key though, what you said, it's the things they've been told that we ingest without question, right? Yeah. That just become how we think. And it's right. just the patterning. And of course, if we talk about the law of attraction and, and how energy works and our own personal magnetics, if we're creating all those limits, then we just limited a vast universe that yeah, wants right. to help us. But right. now we've just narrowed the playing field um in in an incredible way and most people don't even know they're not aware they're just not aware of their own power to block yeah. their own blessings yeah and I, I think that's a big part of my job um right. i've had i've had a number of clients who say disparaging things about about well if they're heterosexual they might say disparaging things about men a woman might say a disparaging thing about men i'm kind of like well if you feel like that about them, why would you want to date one? But, but so, I mean, it sounds funny, but, and, and the other piece of that from my perspective is if you believe all men are cheaters or all men are whatever it is, you know, some negative idea about men. Yeah. You're going to find those kind of men. That's going to be you know, who shows up. That's going to be who shows up. So right. it's like, we have a big conversation about, um, you know, you're on a diet for saying those things. You can't say, say those things and expect to get something beautiful in your life. Yeah. You got to think about what kind of man is, is who you're looking for. And you might actually find them because you're, you're, you got a new set of lenses. So that's it, exactly, that's exactly right. It, yeah. And, and, and it's interesting to think about how many people that find you, Kate, and your work, not I mean, how many people do find you and think and understand that there's a larger process that they're about to engage if they really want to succeed in living the life they're saying that they desire? Do most people come with a very tunnel visioned um, expectation of, of being matched but not having awareness, would you say? Well, I, th I think that that's a conversation that I try to have happen pretty early on. Yeah. And it certainly was something I've learned in the course of, of developing my businesses. When I didn't have that kind of conversation, um, the expectations were, they, they, 
you know, they, they, I was not meeting their expectations because they were kind of saying to me, I'm going to give you this matrix of qualities and I want you to find that person for me. And that person will make my life wonderful, you know? And, 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 you know, to the point of not being willing to date some, go on a date with somebody if they didn't have a photograph of them or if they didn't know how much money they made or they didn't know how much or how tall they were or, or, you know, or if they had 20 extra pounds on them or something. Mm -hmm. Um, These, you know, and I'm trying to do something that's a bit deeper. So I guess to answer your question is, we, it doesn't work if the person's not willing to, to kind of look at some of those assumptions, you know. And I, you know, and from my lens and from kind of what we talk about here at Whole Soul School and Foundation, if people found their way to you, Kate, whether they had, you know, a different expectation than what you actually provide, they obviously needed to bounce into your perspective and into the way you're trying to bring a greater authenticity and meaningfulness to this journey to people's lives than they would otherwise get. And so even, even if they bounce in and bounce out, they've at least been exposed to another perspective that there's, there is a deeper experience that's out there in the buffet of experiences of our lives. You are one aspect of that buffet that's inviting people to go a little deeper. And I think that's what makes authentic connections and what you've created pretty extraordinary because there are a lot of other services that don't, don't go that next layer of depth that don't invite people to, to work with themselves. And, you know, it's just like, you know, what is it? It's the pearl that was the grain of sand, you know, that becomes, right, right. Right? That becomes the pearl or, or a diamond in a rough. But I think it's a journey that my most meaningful experiences in my life are really some of the most challenging times I've ever had. Yeah. But I've gleaned the deepest treasures from the work and the expansion and the personal growth I had to go through to have that level of meaning. And I think, I do believe humanity is on a precipice to begin to value the work. You know, we've been, we've become so, what is that, um, disposable you know, we're such a disposable society. Like, you know, we have more paper napkins, paper products, you're using right. it, throw it right. away. Whereas our, at least my grandparents' generation, you know, was all about um, making things last or time was different then. And now with all of our gadgets and technology and the amount of stuff we have in this world, it can be kind of kind of consciousness or a place that people operate from where we haven't valued the marrow of of the inner work and of the self-discovery process and of going a little deeper with ourselves. But your service, if people, if they resonate with it or if they meet with you and connect with you and they can hear, and some people can't hear. I mean, I'm sure there are some people that meet with you and they just, they, they might not value what you're really offering, but those that do, um, can really receive on a whole other level um, a gift where you 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 actually give them a language and a pathway um, to value themselves and value other people at a deeper level and have a deeper experience and a richness to their own life if they would embrace it. I mean, there's so many paths to personal growth and authentic connections is one of them, right? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I hope so. You know, and I I do think 
you know, there are these external things that take our attention away and um, that, and that sometimes we use as a way to avoid um, looking it within because it, it is a journey and it, it is a journey, hopefully of self-discovery and growth, but that's not always cheerful, <laughs> you know, or e it's not easy. And I, I know people who really, who really use the dating journey as a way to, to, un to uncover themselves, yeah. that it's painful. At times it's really painful yeah. and, and they need to take a break and, and, or whatever. Um, and that's partly what I do too, is help you say, okay, look right now, we're not sending you on any dates because it's not the time right now is the time for you to, um, kind of recuperate or take some time to just be with yourself and enjoy yourself. And what do you like to do and, um, what things are bringing you joy, you know, versus, um, this kind of clawing, grasping, desperate, I got to be with somebody. Because sometimes that's just a, being with somebody is just a way of avoiding the self. Right. And Which like you were talking about earlier, the self is always with you, you know? Right. Well, and the patterns, and again, you know, from if, with the conversations that I've had with a number of guests that Lacey and I have had over the past year in that hero's journey, you know, you are bringing that self with you wherever you go. And if you look externally to somebody else who's going to like fix your life, right? Right. It doesn't, it's, it's just a matter of time before the self you showed up with is the pattern you're still living. Whether somebody else is in that life with you or you're still on your own, either way. Right. Right. You wake up with yourself and you go to sleep with yourself at the end of the day with you. And whatever that inner climate and that inner atmosphere and that inner self-knowing is or not, or the lack of knowing yourself and the pain that some of us do carry. It's amazing that you, you have their space for that in the services that you offer, that people can, that there's a safe space. Yeah. For them yeah. And it's not, it's not all gloom and doom. It's like, I, I, you know, cause sometimes it's real really fun you know dating can be really fun and it's full of possibility and it's full you know um so i and i think you know that i like to be along that journey too you know of, of when it's fun and and you're meeting a new person and what yeah. do you like about them and and um and you, you, what do you like about your what do you like about yourself in the context of them exactly you know? exactly yeah. i mean and i i don't know if we've said this already but we're all mirrors for each other Right. And so in the mirror of that relationship or that date that you had, right, there's mirrors right. of joy and mirrors of pain and mirrors of, you know, all the aspects of ourself and our lives are in these experiences. And that's how we grow. We have to, we have to have experiences to be growing. Right. right? And, and, you know, it can be that the person you're with is, is kind of like a funhouse mirror, you know, where it's kind of you know, wavy and the person what's reflected back is not a true representation of you, yeah, yeah. you know, and that, and, and, um, I think that's something that I can help with too, is if someone's getting involved with someone who is not good for them, I can, mm -hmm. you know, hear that. I can hear that right. and, um, reflect, reflect that back to them. Cause I don't have a, I don't have a pony in the, in the race, you know, I don't have, right. It's just a neutral 
person, you know, I want you to succeed, but I want you to succeed in a way that's healthy, you know? Right. And it's amazing for people to have that support with you where there's, it's almost, I mean, you're a guide, you're a guide in their journey, right? You're like an angel or blessing in their journey that helps to listen. And, and in my language, I'm an intuitive and my language would be highest good. You're looking out for the highest good of your clients. And, um, and I think it's extraordinary. I think a lot of other people, that's, it's sort of like a, if we're dealing with a pandemic right now on the planet, there's almost a pandemic of loneliness, right? Yes. Right. People are incredibly lonely. And I think the grand illusion is that all of our devices make us closer, but in some respects, I wouldn't say in all respects, but in some respects, it can even be more isolating. Um, And obviously during this pandemic, it's, it's like zoom calls and, and we're using the technology to connect, but you know, as this, moves on and we all move and get on the other side of what this is right now there there has been it's almost like a culture that has bred a kind of loneliness and aloneness which i think triggers fear and shame and and kind of the shadow side sometimes of the human personality and and to have somebody who can walk with people who's looking out for their highest good who's honoring someone's gifts and you get a sense and you know how they shine and you're helping to walk with them so they can remember that too and i'd imagine that's the sweet spot is when you're working with people right and you see in them their value that they might not even be able to see maybe by the time they've called you they have lost that perspective on themselves right and they need that positive mirror who knows who they are and is going to give them opportunities and experiences so that they can find that inside themselves again. But it's so rich to have and such a blessing to have somebody walk with you. I get that from my own clients. I have people Mm -hmm. thanking me and we don't have to be alone. Like we can reach out for these resources for these people with the unique skills that you have, Kate, and that I have, and a lot of many healers and a lot of many teachers and speakers and good people are in these positions to walk with people. We've created businesses in some ways, right? Mm -hmm. That you had to listen when you were retiring. I think that's the listening that you talk about. That's another gift I see in you, Kate, that I really feel is that this whole business got started because you listened deeply to people around you when you were looking for your own right path. Right. Right. right? And those listening skills are exactly what you bring in when you meet with your clients and you spend time with them, you're listening to them in a deep way. And how many people are honored and listened to in that way? Some people, you know, we all would think that we have those people, but um, God, I've seen so many films where there's a film called The Ultimate Gift. Do you remember that film, Kate? I'm not sure. The Ultimate Gift. It's a great film. I think we actually did a podcast about it, and I can even include that in the link of this uh, conversation today. So if any of our listeners hear me talk about that, um, you can stream it. But it was a great story about like a wealthy, wealthy, wealthy billionaire, gazillionaire, and he was dying. And he had to pick one of his relatives, someone that he was going to leave his legacy and his wealth to. And they were all, do you remember this? And they were all sparring and, you know, you know, sort of stabbing each other in the back because they had lost that true connection of family and they'd gotten into the illusion of money and wealth and power and all that. And he ends up picking a grandson 
that he seemed to see the spark that uh -huh. he could be reset and reoriented to the gift of having that kind of wealth and the giving back and all that. But yeah. at a certain point, one, and he had to go through a series of challenges I'm getting to is the grandson in order to inherit that the grandfather's already gone, it's in the will that he has to go through these Herculean tasks to basically either earn his way into the will or not, right? right? And one of the things that he had to do was sort of give up everything. He had to give up pretty much everything, including his beliefs and all these things. One of his tasks is he had to come to the attorney who was the executor of the will, right? True, sincere friend, a friend, a true friend. And out of all of his people that he'd partied with and done all these things with, all of them ditched him when he found out that his credit card wasn't working and all these tasks, right? And he didn't have a friend. Like a great movie. <laughs> right? He didn't have a friend at a point in the movie. He could not find one authentic, here we are, he could not find one authentic connection in his life, even though he had, even in his trust fund, some millions of dollars at that point. But right. then all of his assets were frozen, and this was one of his challenges. And he ends up having to sleep on a park bench for a few days. He doesn't have an apartment. He doesn't have a car. He doesn't have access to any of his money at a certain point in the film. And this little girl who visits the same park um, every day, they, you know, she tends to see him that he is frequenting there because he's actually, that's like his new home. Right, exactly. <laughs> and she comes up and she's like, I don't know, I can't guess her age, maybe eight or nine, but she's got a little sass and she walks up and she's like, why are you a bum? Like, why are you hanging out on this park bench? And she basically confronts him, but you can feel there's like a loving, loving, you know, calling out of him. And over a series of a number of interactions, he realizes that she just might be that one true friend. Right. She, well, so she's somebody who's willing to call him out. And I think, you know, I think that also is yes. part of, you know, the, the service that I try to provide, and I'm sure you do too, is sometimes we have to act as an interruption to some of these, the patterns that don't work. Like the right. pattern of thought of, well, sometimes the pattern of thought is honestly, I'm not enough. And, and it really turns into making everybody else not enough. Right. You know, and it's so easy is, to project it out. It's so Yeah. It, oh, it's a lot easier than to, you know, to make it something external. Although I, I tell people, um, you know, when it's something external, there, there's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> You know, so the, 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 the curse and the beauty of it being your own thinking, your own um, willingness to, to, to take a risk, your, your own stuff that's impeding your progress. Well, heck, you got a lot of control over that. You have a lot of um, ways that you can change that. Uh, now, it might not seem like Unfortunately, when we're in the grip of our story, or some people call it your racket, whatever, the yeah. way you operate in the world, you don't see the way out. Um, but but I, 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 know, I, I know I'm kind of going off script no, a little bit, but good. just getting back to this whole idea of loneliness. Yes. You know, I think, you know, and you were suggesting that our devices are somewhat, it's all linked together. You know, we can use our devices to, to bring us together or we can, right. you know, people say, I, or 
people are competing against each other's Facebook profiles, you know, <laughs> which that's not reality. You know, usually the kids are screaming or, you know, whatever in the picture um, is always, you know, the blissful, smiling family, you know, or, or, you know, out having a great time at the beach or whatever. I think some, in some ways, the coronavirus is making us all a lot more honest, you know. It like, is. You know, um, <laughs> like I'm, I'm wearing sweatpants right now or something like that, you know, you can't see, but, but I think um, people, one of the things, I love Brene Brown's work and she yeah. talks, uh, you know, her, her earliest work was really about being vulnerable. And I think if people were willing to be, be appropriately vulnerable, yeah. their loneliness would disappear quite quickly, you know, okay. to say, gosh, you, now it doesn't mean like taking a total stranger and uh, telling them all your fears and, 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 and problems. But what it does mean is letting people see you a bit, you know, so that they could connect to you, that they, could, you could share the journey together, even on some little thing. Exactly. You know, like I'm struggling with, being uh, uh, social distancing and gosh, I would really like, somebody said I, how much they missed hugging someone. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, let's try right, right, right now. Let's, let's just try to really <laughs> experience. I'm, I'm hugging you. Can you feel it like this? You know, we're not, not we're distance, you know, it's not a phone call, you know, but, but to know someone's thinking about you that intensely and they're really trying to hug you and could you feel it? Can you, like, could you feel it? And I, and, and it was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so, but to, she, I would have not known to do that had she not said, gosh, I miss getting hugs, you know? Yeah. And right. uh, so. It's such a good point too, that I, I really felt not only are you saying that, you know, there, there are blessings in this experience for all of us. Uh, yeah. And in any moment of loneliness, it doesn't matter whether there's a, you know, pandemic in six months from now, right? As this is cleared, we can use these skills. And there's something that you're talking about with that kind of willingness to be vulnerable in an appropriate way or willingness to be humble. It's part of what melts the armor that yes, we yes. really have constructed. All of us, you know, we come right. into this world and we're really wide-eyed and, you know, playful <laughs> and creatures. And we share our toys and trucks and our snacks with everybody at the, at the playground. And somewhere in that early childhood experience, we, we have experiences where it isn't safe to be totally who you are. Somewhere, whether it's when we start school or kindergarten, in some, in some grade, in those early grades, in those early experiences in our lives, we somewhere learn that we have to put, you know, get a shield or right. you know, put on a mask or, you know, put things that keep us away from our true self-expression. But it's only when we allow a little bit of that vulnerability and humility with ourselves and we admit what we're feeling or what we desire or whatever that we melt enough to be receptive to letting it in again i think you're yes that, yes yes uh-huh part of that bridge of of creating those openings for receptivity um in people I well and there is a certain amount of vulnerability in the receptivity you know yeah. it's like to, to really accept a compliment for example to really accept a hug well that makes you vulnerable too but I think one of the biggest lies that 
we've been told is that a scarcity, you know, that yes. there's not enough to go around. And I see that in people in the dating world is wow. that they've got this idea that, you know, and I think it also creates some crazy behaviors when you think, well, this is the only person I can ever love. So, right. so what happens when that, if that relationship um, doesn't last, what does that mean? You told yourself, I'll never be loved again, or there's not enough love in the world or some such thing. Right. And then, you know, people can get stocky about that or just, um, you know, well, that can do make us do crazy things. That scarcity yeah. principle in our lives, whether it's just about income or dating right. relationships or food or whatever it might be, it makes us behave in ways and believe in things that, um, that is the illusion, right? That is part of the illusion of our lives that we keep running the patterns. Um, but it is, it can be a beautiful thing to wake up from that because there, <laughs> there yeah. are, there it are amazing people out there. And, you know, even before I was in this world of just a little bit more conscious living, right? More right. aware that I could sort of create and manifest in my life, right? That I could, uh -huh you know, not just set goals, but intend and, and really vision what I wanted to experience. Um, you know, I just, I, in, in those earlier periods of, of time in my life, I was, I've, it's easy to get caught in that scarcity loop, right? It's easy to do, it's easy to get on that treadmill. Um, well, yeah. And then if somebody else has something, you know, that you, you want, you're like covetous versus joyful for them. Yeah. You know, um, right. <laughs> right. And, and then we'll if there's not enough. Yeah. If there's not enough. And, and I, I, I should really know this, but Lacey, um, has a tagline for her coaching business. And I think it's something goes like, we're all just one perspective shift away from changing our lives. Right, and right. It doesn't have to be this huge leap, does it? For a lot of these people, it's just like a, just a tie opening that door inside that, that vulnerability or that humility or that trust or a willingness to see beyond the scarcity that what if there's abundance and I'm just not tapped into that stream right now. Right. And I think, uh, you know, another message, I, I, I like to quote Brene Brown a lot, but she talks about, you know, believing that you are lovable is mm -hmm. also incredibly important because if if I have doubts about my own lovability, right, um, then if somebody loves me, I have to grab onto that because it might not come again. But if I accept myself as lovable, and it's hard sometimes because, you know, I think a lot of kids are brought up with, you know, love is conditional. Yeah. You know, I love you if you don't wet the bed. I, I mean, it goes back until really early on in our lives. It does. Um, and, you know, so finding people who love you, you know, when you're crying, who love you when you're laughing, who love you, you know, um, that's really important. But I think it also is really yourself, deep into yourself. You know, yes. that just you yourself under, un, recognize your own lovability and without that really honestly any relationship's not gonna you know it's not gonna work you certainly want to find a person who 
is a good mirror of your lovability. You know, not a funhouse mirror, but but a an accurate who sees that, who sees the beautiful parts of your of you. You know. Yes. And can love you when you shift a degree or two, you know, and, and right in both ways that right. also values the, the journey part of it, the, the process of life. Right. Uh, that's even better because there will, we both know, right. We've both been in long-term partnerships and, you right. know, and, and, um, and we know that you, you ride the waves of life. And, and when you can have somebody who's, who can see the best version of you, and who resonates with that and who also is willing, you know, for better or for worse to go through those times when we are challenged or, right. you know, some of our fears are triggered, right? It, it, right. It's the people who have the, the strength in their partnership and in themselves, that willingness to be vulnerable and to go through those vulnerable times. And, you know, it's not always pretty or joyful, right? As right. we said, but it's right. also where the jewels are on the other side. You have to go through that part of the journey to recollect, you know, more of the gifts that you are and the strengths. And I think that's a lot of what we're doing. And in the journey that, and I use journey a lot, but in the, in the yeah. life experience that people are having when they meet you, Kate, and they connect with you and they can see somebody mirroring to them who they are the fact that you can see that in people and listen for that in people and how you connect the authentic connection desired is certainly for them for a partner but the first mirror of that shows up is you kate is you mirroring what's possible and modeling those skills and seeing deeper and i'm sure that you know we all if you came to my house and did a discovery interview with me you'd be seeing some things and be like okay so we got these triggers we've got these you know we've got these elements it's in all of us we all oh, have absolutely to, absolutely right? everybody and it, it, no matter how much work you have done on dealing with the past and you know how much therapy you've done um those things are still going to get triggered things from the the past but you know what one, one thing that i think we're missing in this conversation a little bit is um yeah also the idea of who who i am for the other person yeah. you know can this can the other person go through their life changes be on their journey and i'm their champion i'm their right you know and and because I think a lot of times it becomes, you know, what are you doing for, what have you done for me lately right. versus, Hey, right. you know, how am I being for you? Right. Um, I, I can't remember where I heard this. Two, two things are coming to mind. One was, um, the, so I heard somewhere, I think it was Jack Canfield said the purpose of life is to expand your capacity to love. Mm. And the other thing that was coming to mind was Marvin's Room. And I don't know if you remember this, but it was a movie about um, this woman who decides to, played by Diane Keaton, who decides to spend a good part of her adult life caring for her aging, I think it's her aging father and mother or, or her aunt and uncle, I can't remember. But anyway, she's questioned about this choice by her sister and she says, you know, it, it was about me being able to love. You know, I chose that because it, it was, yes. it challenged me to love. 
uh, and I'm misquoting it horribly, but the point is beautiful that that she chose that on purpose because it forced her to expand her capacity to love. Yeah. And that, again, when we go back to things that we can do something about or control, we can always look for ways to expand our capacity to love. And it also, I think, has the other you know, be benefit, the added benefit is <laughs> that, that um, you know, it gets us up out of ourselves. You know, it's easy yes. to, if you, if you are feeling lonely, you are feeling disconnected right. from people. The question is, how can I expand my capacity to love right now, right this moment? And that's a powerful question. And there's always an answer. There's always an answer, yeah. um, which I, which I love too. There's you know, always something that we can do to, to grow our hearts, you know? It, it's beautiful. I, I, what you reflect in that Marvin's room, I think you said it was, um, yeah. right. That I, I had heard somebody use exactly that example that had gone to care for a sister. Well, not Marvin, but the scenario of going to care for a sister who had cancer and, uh -huh. and she decided that she was to be the one different countries. She had to, you know, travel quite a distance and, and pause her life at home and, and right. go give in service and in love. And I think the same thing, her sister was so grateful and she said, no, thank you. The gift was mine because, um, yeah, I've expanded in, in me and it's been such a blessing to give this to you. And I think that that's that more holistic, authentic connection that I think truly as a humanity that we're seeking, we play it out in the relationships of our lives, but yeah. we are seeking that deeper, more meaningful connection. And I think that's an, another good point, not only being a cheerleader for our partner, right, but also really the bigger energy inside being that cheerleader is is serving through love is being a witness to right. somebody else's journey and um right. and knowing the best in them sometimes when you know i don't know if i'd say the worst but not the best is showing up sometimes right right yeah yeah to it, love what to love what it isn't particularly easy <laughs> Yes. Right. Yes. Right. And in that way, all grow in the process. And I, I think we've right. gotten, you know, I don't like to speak in absolutes, but as a, as a human culture, I think we've gotten further away from some of these core values that we actually all are here for a purpose, for a mission to serve in some way with the gifts and talents that we have. And, um, you know, there's this larger hero's journey that has value and the blessing of partnering and, and being in marriages or dating and having the experience of these deeper relationships is to be able to be on the receiving and giving end so that we do grow in that service to love process. Yeah. And, and, and absolutely. And I think it happens in great friendships as well. I mean, I don't think it yeah. has to be contained romantic. to romantic relationships but um yeah those deep re relationships the people that you can call if you're stuck by the side of the road at 3 a.m you know that that movie the ultimate gift that i mentioned earlier it's one it, i cry every single time i see it because i gotta watch this now. <laughs> he, he, he stripped down of everything that you know was pretty superficial in his life but to see him experience a true authentic friend yeah 
I think we can all relate to that in moments where we felt alone or whatever, and we all can feel the feeling that he's feeling when somebody finally stands for him and yeah. gives him that kind of love, even though he hasn't, he has been challenged with some, th some choices he's made and he hasn't been super nice. She still stands for him and, and they developed the most beautiful connection in that film. It's totally worth seeing. Yeah, so, oh, absolutely. It sounds great. Yeah, I'll put a link for that. But I think in that way, I think you, Kate, model that in authentic connections. I think in the, you know, tell tell our listeners just a little bit about the services. So, you know, you have the matchmaking service, but you know, what are the what are the elements in your services that you provide? Yes, I mean I do have a database of people just like you know, it's not like match.com because it's much smaller and it's a local thing here in the yes. triangle in North Carolina, but um my first part is what I call the discovery interview. And so the purpose of that is to, is, is to find out what's important to you and, um, and who you are, you know, what has been your journey so far and where do you want to go? And I said, like earlier, I was saying, most importantly, how do you want to feel in the context of that relationship? And, and so, and then, so that's the first part. And then I try to match within my database, but sometimes I, you know, I help the other, the person set up their online profile or walk them through that. Like if they're getting frustrated with it, we're talking about it. Um, if they want me to jump in, I can jump in and help. Um, yeah. You know, I can also check people's background to some extent, you know, yeah. and so they can feel a little more comfortable going out. Um, so it's really individualized what I can do for people. Yeah. Um, or sometimes I reach out to other matchmakers around the the country so and there is also a package i've developed which i only offer to a very few people where we're really going through a going through the journey like of self-discovery and then you Together. know and present yeah. self-presentation as well like yeah. you know is your house someplace that some you want to bring somebody <laughs> you know or is it really some you got to do some tidying up in that in that way you know yeah. Or are you, you know, just people do some silly things when they first meet people, like they tell them all their deepest, darkest secrets on the first date, and then they wonder why they don't get to see them again. You know, one, you can do that. And I think people do it because they want to be honest and transparent, but they're also driving people away. And it's really oversharing at that point in a relationship. So it's scary to people. Yeah. You know? So, you know, the, the impetus to do something like that might be good and honest and honorable, but the result is you don't get more, you don't get more chances with people. Yeah. Um, so, so it's just, you know, just dealing with all those ins and outs that can happen, you know. It's a learning process and an educational process too. Absolutely. And, and I think what you're talking about too, just like we go back to the hero and the hero's journey, you know, they're acquiring skills, you know, mm -hmm. for the mounting tasks they're facing. And I think, you know, this, not that it's a mounting task, but with you, you're, you're giving them empowerment skills and self-knowledge skills and that self-discovery skills that, um, you know, that again, I, in my view, I think has been in some ways conditioned out of humanity, um, you know, and, and, and we're, we're in a process of recovering those and remembering those and, and um, 
and and I think it helps to have somebody walking with you and not judging you. That's the other thing, right. not judging right. you, but being willing to to look at those things transparently together in a place of non-judgment and right. empowering people to move through and gain the skills if if they don't have them. And um, yeah. all of us can enter, you know, experiences in our lives where we say, yeah, I don't, I don't quite have the skills for that. And, and we don't, for me personally, I've been in a relationship going on 30 years. So it's been a long time right. I don't tend to think about that in the dating arena. Cause I haven't been out there in a while, but right. I can tell you when it comes tax time, I seek the people with the skills that I know I'm lacking you know right. what I mean? in any, right. in any area of my life where I know there are some people that have more of this, that can empower me um, to accomplish what I'm, I'm, what my goals are, what my visions for my life are. Right. And so this is another way that we, I think, empower ourselves. And, um, and I think you just, you bring a tremendous amount of warmth and caring and welcoming in what you do. And you make, you help people to feel safe in one of the most vulnerable places that people feel unsafe is in their hearts. Right. 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 And, and yeah, I think that's a big part of what I do too, is like, you try things out and it doesn't always work. And yeah. like, okay, it's all right. It's okay. It's going to be all right. And, yeah. you know, that's part of my job too, is like, and pick yourself up, brush yourself off. And when you want to get out there again, because meeting people in real life, I mean, that's, that's the best if you, if they can, you know, yes. um, and that takes courage, it takes courage. And courage. some people, some people will, um, ghost you. Some people will, you know, you want to start up a conversation. They'll get all out of there, you know, like their panties are in a wad or something, but if that's their problem. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, and that's part of that. I, I would call that in, in, in the journey that I, I, you know, always this hero's journey is um, we're re-empowering ourselves, right? We're, we're self-empowering ourselves and we're growing our spiritual fortitude and our spiritual strength. Right. and and inner strength right if if mm -hmm. spirit is a word that you know not everybody uses and maybe some of your audience that might not be their language but they're still growing their you know their their muscles and their aptitudes in this area and well, so resi resilience yeah resilience yes. exactly yes. that's probably even a better word exactly they're growing their resilience and and that's part of um also while you're growing your resilience you're growing in that area of self empowerment and knowing yourself and when you mm -hmm. know who you are Right. And you've learned from all those contrasts from some of those dates, right? The good ones and the ones that didn't go so well. You're so much more empowered from knowing who you are and knowing what you liked and what you didn't like and what you really do desire. And without those contrasts, sometimes we just don't have the perspective and we need that bigger, broader perspective to, to be comfortable in our own skin. And that means we have to be, have the courage to get out there and have some experiences, dating experiences, life experiences. And um, yeah, it's, it's powerful. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, I'm so grateful you joined me today. It's, me lovely. it's been a lot of fun and I know we've talked a lot about a lot of different things, but um, yeah. You know, it's all about love. And I think about make, building, you know, creating more love in this world. Because, you know, I say sometimes, uh, nobody ever says there's too much love. <laughs> nobody ever says that. Right, exactly, exactly. And we are, each one of us is an agent of that. We're an instrument of that. And mm -hmm. 
you know, we touch lives every day and we get mm -hmm. to choose how we're going to show up and touch those lives. And Absolutely. I would imagine the people who bounce into you, Kate, are also that it, 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 it ripples it forward that if, if you're listening empathically and attentively um, for the value and gifts in others, that empowers your clients and the people you work with to see the value in others. At least that's the goal. That's the vision. Yeah. And I we, hope so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. And in that, we have the power to change the world is to really mm -hmm. step up in service to love, like you were mm -hmm. saying. So beautiful. Well, I'm grateful for the services that you offer, Kate. And I want to thank everybody for joining us today at Whole Soul School and Foundation. And if you want to hear more of our podcasts or see more of our videos and our inspirational offerings, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can find us at wholesoulschoolandfoundation.org. And Kate, where can they find more information about your work or sign up for maybe even your newsletter? If they're not local, they can still okay. tap into who you are and and the messages you share. Well, absolutely. We have a Facebook page, we have Instagram, and also I um, have a website. It's www.authenticconnections.dating. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners. We wish everybody a fabulous rest of April and a glorious 2020 this year. And um, we'll see you next time. Blessings, everyone. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thank you.